So I have no doubt that some of these <laughs> supervisors are going to go into their folders and be like, what the hell just happened here? Like, I happened. That's right. I happened. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bowlesby and Melissa Kirscher. Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am one of your hosts, Wendy. Yes, I am alive. It lives. <laughs> and I am joined as always. Well, I mean, we say as always, but as just proven by me, not as always. But yes, Melissa is here too. She's right there. I'm here. I am all here. Yay. Yay. And um, <laughs> proof, proof of life. <laughs> for, proof of life. Like seriously. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, Oof, gosh, my arm is hurting. Melissa, I got my COVID up, my COVID booster, and yay for science, but ow, ow. Yeah. I'm going in for my uh, second Shingrix vaccine later this week, and whew, that's, that one's a doozy, too. Yes, it is, but also, yeah, you are. Get get that shingles vaccine at a certain age, oh, yeah. people. Ain't mm-hmm. nobody want that shit. Nope, nope, I'm, nope. I'm going a couple years before that certain age just because so many people I know have been getting it and I've got immune conditions, so. Yeah, you know. your body does a lot of things well, but some things it doesn't do well. Some things it does extraordinary well in the wrong way as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Your, your body is an amazing machine, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> But we are now fully in spooky season. Yes, we are. I have been adding songs to my spooky playlist. Uh, It's called Cast a Spell. And previously it had just been witches and spells and potions and things like that. But I've gone back in and like, I just added a whole lot of Concrete Blonde and I put in Zombie by the Cranberries. I was feeling a little bit more 90s with my selections today, basically, is what I'm Mm -hmm. trying to say. Um, But because it's spooky season, Melissa. Yeah. Mm, Okay. So um, I really wanted, okay. So all about me. I really wanted to show Theodora, the original Haunting, the black and white uh robert yeah. wise um unfortunately she's not vibing it it's very very talky and right. um so she's willing to get like she's willing to give it another chance and finish it but she's not falling in love with it which makes me a little sad um so i wanted her to watch it so we could show her the haunting of hill house mini series Mm-hmm. And the problem that we are having with watching the miniseries, which I love, is that, as Theodora put it, and she's not wrong, every episode is a heavy lift, emotionally and cognitively. Yeah. And she is not wrong. And Chris, of course, is discovering 
that it's um, it's all about family trauma around suicide and death, and he's not vibing that right now, which is fair. So I'm going to have to finish that on my own, but I'm a little sad because I really love that miniseries. So all of this to say is that I have pivoted, <laughs> and now I am re-watching the trilogy of Fear Street that Netflix dropped last two years ago in 2021. <laughs> Did you watch these? No, I did not. Oh, Melissa! Tell me. Tell me Um, more. Oh, okay. So they are based on the R.L. Stein books. Right? Do you remember? I never read any R.L. Stein, but I remember tons of people around me doing so. And they are so like picking up the Stranger Things ball and running with it, as well as like a little bit of American Horror Story. Like... Because it's a trilogy, part one, and they're labeled appropriately. Thank goodness. Like, make sure you watch (laughs) them in order. Because it really is one long story, but each one is separate and complete, and you can enjoy it on its own. So Fear Street, part one, is 1994. Okay. And they are having a great time with the entire... 1994 of it all like Mm -hmm. just like how american horror story does they like they're excited to do the clothes the music the slang the whole thing um the the stories focus on young adults being mortarized right so Mm -hmm. um so very much that sort of ya but also slasher kind of vibe some of these kills are fucking legit (laughs) <laughs> there is a kill in 1994 that, yeah, it it is hardcore and like just, oh, are they going to show yeah. us? Oh, my God, they showed us. Because <laughs> <laughs> they are telling you what's about to happen and then they they do not cut away. And you're just like, oh, Lordy, Lord, Lord. Um, and then part two is 1978. Okay. And it even does have the girl who plays um, the redheaded girl uh, from Stranger Things is one of the main characters in that one. And I'm blanking on her name, who she plays. Sam, Sam, not Sam. Um, Max. She plays Max in Stranger Things. And then the final one is 1666. And it's kind of a little bit of a spoiler, but not really, because starting in part one, they keep talking about uh, the witch Sarah Fear who was hung back in olden times and cursed the whole town. So clearly what we're doing is moving back through time, like tracking down the curse. And they are so fun. And um, I think you'd love them, Melissa. They're they're very, um, as is typical for honestly slashers, uh, the main character's female in all three. in the first move, the first one, 1994, the two main females are um, are two women in a relationship, a romantic relationship with each other. So a little bit of queer going on there. Um, and yeah, they're just, oh, I'm I watched part one and part two over the weekend. Rewatched. I've seen them before and I'm very excited to watch part three tonight. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, it's a very, I remember it being a very satisfying ending. So yeah, if you have not, I feel like, th- I feel like these, like they got dropped in 2021. 
we were all of us like it's not as bad as 2020 but kind of worse in a way because it was 2021 we were like i think i can go out but also i'm still crazy depressed and the world is still on fire like i feel like 2021 is this dead zone where we just missed out on a lot of shit so yeah i feel like these got slept on and they are on netflix and they are so much fun so (laughs) you should watch and it's like a it's a trilogy come on it's a night at the movies yeah 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 so that's um that's what i've been watching what about what have you been doing melissa well, um, I haven't gotten full into the Halloween mode quite yet. Um, I'm going to start on that tonight because I'm later tonight I'm going to watch uh, Blood for Dracula, which is the uh, Udo Kira's Dracula, uh, uh, the, the, um, the Andy Warhol one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen flesh for flesh for Frankenstein. That's that's a thing. But anyway, uh, I haven't watched that yet, so I won't talk too much about it. But I I would also like to before I lead into the thing that I enjoyed this week, um, I will say that several of my friends are doing a thing called Hubrisween. Okay. Wherein during the month of October, you're supposed to watch 26 horror movies, each starting with a different letter of the alphabet. Uh, and and things you have not seen before, which makes like X really tricky, as well as Q and Z. But still, <laughs> people <not>. do it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, but you can't keep doing it year after year. You're gonna, you're gonna run out of some shit for some of those letters. Oh no! Oh no! There, there's plenty there that can be had. It's just, woof. oh no! You, you gotta scrape. Yeah, gotta scrape the bottom of the barrel for some of that. <laughs> Oh, no, no, not those movies. So if you've never done Hubris Ream before, you might be able to, you know, say, get away with like X, the man with X-ray eyes, which is really quite decent. You know, it's Ray Milland. Uh, And, you know, cue the winged serpent, which is at least Larry Cohen being. Oh, that one's so good. That one is so much fun. I know. But but after you've done Hubris Ream a few years, you really start digging and you get like extra and uh, yeah anyway 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 I I don't know if I'm gonna jump in and do that because I don't know if I have the time to do it and also I'm started I would be starting a little late to do one a day to get through 26 of them but we'll see do you have we'll to do them in alphabetical order no I, I think if you're gonna watch 26 films I think there has to be some flexibility so if mm. I do start if I do start, um, I'll probably count Flesh for Dracula or uh, uh, Blood for Dracula as one of them. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, going back to what I actually did watch that I would like to talk about. Wendy, have you seen Bottoms yet? Uh, no. <laughs> oh my God, Wendy. Oh, oh, Wendy, you would love Bottoms. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Wait, did, did you watch, you watch that with the Cargills, right? I did. I did. I watched that right. Uh, Cargill right and I, I left. <laughs> yeah, Cargill and I killed an entire bottle of whiskey between the two of us <laughs> and watched Bottoms. <laughs> and thank goodness Heidi was there because Heidi drove me back. So, uh, yeah, uh, Bottoms. <laughs> is delightful so 
Uh, dear listeners, if you're not familiar with Bottoms, it is, I believe, the second film by uh, Emma Seligman, who, God, I can't remember what they did, uh, what else they had done, but it is a teen comedy, and the, the broad stroke of it is a story we've all seen before, which is the, there are two uh, high school seniors who are virgins and they want to get laid by the time they graduate. Now, the flip of this is, is that the two uh, uh, sexually desperate people are both lesbians. <laughs> and so these, these two awkward lesbians... Uh, figure out that the best way that they can meet other women to potentially fuck is to start a fight club. <laughs> <laughs> and hijinks ensue. So, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, the, the thing that really makes it pop is that um, it's... It's a teen comedy with the kind of heightened reality sort of comedy going. It's slightly absurdist, kind of, uh, kind of like Better Off Dead, or uh, what it really has the vibe of is Sorry to Bother You. It's that bright, oh, yeah, poppy, uh, lots of color, uh, rapid fire uh, uh, dialogue, and uh, sometimes it just goes wee off into the uh, off into the weird sector. So, uh, yeah, it's. It's absolutely delightful. And I, I don't know how else to describe it that would, you know, keep... It's like, it's one of those things where you just have to see it to really see how special it is. I, I it's mean... It's just really delightful. I, I want to... Oh, I... Hmm, yes, I have... <laughs> all right. I'm adding it to the list. It's not like it wasn't already on the list. But oh, yeah. 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 Oh, you you would very much like this movie, Wendy. <laughs> I mean, should we talk quickly about No One Will Save You since we Yes, both we should. Saw I it? agree. So because we watched that together and that is definitely spooky season stuff. Oh my goodness, it is taut and engaging. Yes. Um, even though there is one line of dialogue, like that is how yeah. Cargill sold it to us. It is 90 mm -hmm. minutes one line of dialogue and we're like i want to watch it i'm very i'm very intrigued okay yeah, yeah it is a uh it is an alien invasion movie mm -hmm. focused on one young woman living alone in her house in the country and uh yeah one line of dialogue everything else is just told visually and action yeah it is really solid oh my god it's it is a ride. Well, Just and I was, glorious. I was looking up the, because uh, Cargill was like, oh, it's the same writer as Spontaneous. But it's also the same, um, uh, the, the writer also did The Babysitter, mm -hmm. which, if you haven't seen, is so much fun. And Underwater, which I was not prepared for how hard Underwater was actually going to go when I watched it. I, I literally was like, it's Friday afternoon. I'm off work. I got nothing better. This movie came out. I mean, whatever. I guess I'll watch it. And then I was like, oh, dang. That mm -hmm. was, dang. That was solid and unexpected. So, but no one will save you is. Mm. And the, um, 
The alien creature design is so good. Mm -hmm. And the, like, the ultimate, like, what is going on is so much fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, like, I, okay, I don't, mm, okay, let's put in a spoiler zone real quick. (laughs) Okay. So driving home with Barb, friend of the show, uh-huh. Barb Lind, uh, Barb and I were like, that movie is Midsummer." Yeah. Because it is a movie about that is focused on one person's journey through grief. And at the end of the movie, the world isn't, nothing has been solved. Mm-hmm. There are still big problems. They are still in a conundrum. But they're fine with it because they've traveled yeah. through their through their grief. Yeah. Yeah. The the arc of the movie is not the alien invasion itself, it's the character. Yeah. And the um, progress of the character. Which like so we were like, okay, that's an interesting double feature. And then I was like, okay, what's the third movie? Cargill offered one that I was like, hmm, I think that, hmm, that's not a bad fit. Hmm, but do you have any that you can think of, Melissa? No Country for Old Men. Oh. Oh, that's good. But, I mean, the vibe of that movie isn't quite right, but the structure of it is. Well, I mean, but the vibe of No One Will Save You in Midsummer are two very different vibes as well. Well, yes, but I mean, I feel like they're both kind of in the, um, not not high art, but you know, little, uh, uh, you know, kind of upscale-ish, higher concept horror films, and that's well, I suppose you could describe I mean, No Country for Old Men as that too. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if nothing else, uh. <laughs> What's his face? His hair is so horrible. Oh my god. Javier Bardem. <laughs> his wig is a horror story. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. So, oh my so god. what did you come up with? Um, well, I what Cargill came up with was Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. 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 And that would be an ender. That would be the ender. Cause yeah, because it's the most, it's the most clean ending of the three. Yeah, and also you end with a comedy. Obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like you should start with Midsummer, then do No One Will Save You, and then do Shaun of the Dead. Right? Yeah. Like start yeah. with the the heaviest and the slowest. Like because mm-hmm. Midsummer is so good, but man, will it pummel you emotionally? It's a heavy meal. Yes. Very, very heavy meal. And, um, mm-hmm. but meanwhile, I remember watching No One Will Save You. And every time we had to pause because like somebody was getting a snack or can I, I need to run to the bathroom. Like it, I want to be clear listeners. It's not that the movie was slow or taking a long time, but every time we paused, it was like, that was only 30 minutes. Holy yeah. shit. So much has happened. It and crams like, so much into a small space. Oh my it's god, amazing. yeah. It is jam-packed. It's so good. So good. It's so good. And dear listeners, for, for the best No One Will Save You experience, Big TV, turn off the lights. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> that's that's a good dark room horror flick. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Is well, good. Is good, yeah. Then so be well partially because so much of it is in the dark outside and so like it's one of the like not that the movie settings are too dark. No, but not at you all. You want to really be able to see the screen and see what is happening in the darkness in those yeah. scenes. Because, oh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, that one, that one alien just, <laughs> I believe I oh, just kept going. There were a few of those. There were a few <laughs> of those, Wendy. Just, no. just saying. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I started singing <laughs> the no song. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Don't want. Do not want. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yay for... And the temperature is finally broken here in Texas. Same here. It's like 50 today here. Oh, my God. That's glorious. It's like mid-70s. It we did not get above 80. Oh, my God. That's nice, too. All weekend. Oh. It's oh glorious. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> right? And listeners, if you haven't been paying attention, literally Texas was not below 90 degrees for during the daytime for six months. Right. Minimum. And it it was unrelenting and brutal. It it was like the worst Minnesota winter that like it's where it starts December 1st and it goes until April 30th. And by the time you get to April 30th, you're just like, kill me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I took a walk yesterday at two o'clock and I was <laughs> not sweaty when I got home. Oh, oh, yay. It was so nice. And I didn't have like heat exhaustion and get a headache for the rest of the day. Not that I know what that's like at all from earlier this summer (laughs) (sighs) so i had to put a hoodie on today oh we have not quite gotten to sweater weather yet (sighs) it's comfort season now yeah but it is still kind of like i've got my longer pajama pants on and fuck it i've gotten out my cute fuzzy socks my fuzzy slipper socks like good because i'm like I'm still wearing a t-shirt. It's still not long sleeve weather quite yet. But it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I believe, I believe, I believe. So, um, oh, so let, we should talk about something that brought us joy real quick. Yes. Yes, we should. I've got a thing. Well, you should share your thing. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> dear listeners, I had a very, very busy September I went to <laughs> yeah, you Baltimore did. and then I got COVID and then I did Fantastic Fest and that was September, which <laughs> means like last week, all I did was sleep, yeah, which, you is did. Why, which is why there wasn't a, an episode last week. But anyway, uh, when I was in Baltimore, uh, the couple that I was staying with, uh, the husband works at a, li- uh, a law library in Annapolis and um, he he noticed a couple things that I saw at the history museum uh, the Smithsonian uh, Natural History Museum in DC because he took me there uh, he, to be he's he was like my native guide for the whole uh, for the whole trip but anyway he's like you weren't interested in those Autobahn prints 
I will show you something tomorrow. So we did in uh, Annapolis on the next day and we went to his workplace, the law library, where in the rare collections, they have every single original Audubon print. What? Not on display. It's just in flat files in the rare collections. And so, so he's like, I work here. We're going to the rare collections. And so I got to put on the, the white gloves Ooh. and go into the files and pull pull out the, you know, the folders holding the prints. And I got to, you know, stick my nose like two inches from the surface and really look at them. Oh. Wendy, it was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool. Uh, those, uh, you know, the, the original lithographs... Uh, for was it Audubon's Birds of America? They they came out like a subscription, and so libraries had subscriptions to them, and these lithographs would come out on, uh, like a monthly basis, and would accumulate. So, um, these prints are, God, like two and a half feet by. I don't know, one and a half, two feet. They're they're large and full oh. color. And um dear listeners, um when I was in college I I did a lithography class. And lithography is pretty much the only artistic medium that I never took to. I fucking hated it. It it and I did not make friends, but I have a really good appreciation now of what it takes to make a good lithograph and shit these things were awesome so dear listeners um there are other libraries and museums around the americas that have uh other you know the the same set of prints or at least largely you know have some or even a full subscription to them uh that you can go see and if i remember right the bell museum here in minnesota has one of those collections. So you might be able to, you know, go see some of those for yourself here in Minneapolis. So that is my scoop. That That is what brought me joy recently. Among other things. I've had many other things that brought me joy. But that was a good one. So, Wendy, what brought you joy recently? <laughs> well, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily this last week. Mm, but what has brought me joy recently? Delauded. <laughs> Opiate. Yeah. Morphine equivalents. <laughs> Dear listeners, Wendy was having a rough time <laughs> during Fantastic Fest as I, since I was staying at her house, I was witness to this. She was, she was not a happy camper until... Until, until we reached the delighted stage, and then things were better. <laughs> yes, um, surprising no one. Medical misogyny is a thing, even yeah. when your doctor is a woman. Because, mm-hmm. um, and of course, as we know, our healthcare system is so broken that when the pain became unmanageable, it still took three days to work my way through all of the. No, really, I'm in a lot of pain. Can I feel like? Hey, can somebody? pay attention. I'm still, hello. Until finally, like 
my actual, the message got to my actual surgeon who went, well, that's dumb. Here, take these. Mm -hmm. Oh, when I tell you listeners, (laughs) I can also understand why people get addicted because it just felt so good to not be conscious. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. like, I was like, oh, I would like to not be conscious forever, ever. Um, But yes, uh, thank God for the miracle of science that can bring us true pain relief. And remember, if you are in pain, that is not actually how it's supposed to work, right? Correct. If you are in so much pain that you can't sleep, you're in too much pain. So remember Mm -hmm. that and talk to your doctor. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe Dilaudid is right for you. (laughs) So that is our episode this week, listeners. Um, You could uh, go look up old Audubon issues, or you could try to get a prescription for Dilaudid, or you could just go watch some really good movies. (laughs) It's probably easiest just to watch the movies. Probably. Probably. <laughs> and they're on Netflix and Hulu, so it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. I will I will say I, I will say that the Audubon prints are not habit forming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, birders get pretty weird, Melissa. Oh uh, that's true. That's true. Uh, but I'm not uh, sure well hmm. Because hmm. you know there are issues with John Audubon Audubon, you know depicting the birds in certain situations and behaviors that they don't necessarily exhibit because he was mostly working from dead birds that people sent him. So there was a little artistic license with those. So, I mean, I feel like if you're going to get addicted to birding, uh, John Audubon prints are are the soft stuff, but the art is cool. (laughs) See, but what if you got to... It might turn you into lithography. See, there's a danger right there. (laughs) Okay. I was thinking a new, what could be habit forming is drawing birds in situations that they would not normally get themselves into. Oh, that's just deviant art. Uh, You call it deviant, I call it fun. But yes, I know what you're referring to. (laughs) All right, listeners, that's that's our episode this week. uh, we will talk to you, I'm sure, soon. I hope we all, we both hope you're having a good spooky season. And uh, I have been one of your hosts, Wendy, right? Yeah, it's yeah. me. I did. I stopped taking opiates over a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, good for you. Good for me. And that's Melissa. Hi. Bye. <laughs> and we will talk to you uh, next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Are you scared of pooping? <laughs>